To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. No, I probably had COVID like 74 times. I have no clue and I don't care. Everybody liked Blanche. Because Blanche was a pig who took it in the ass. Did you smell your poop? Did you learn anything? Did you read about the dog story? Why the f*** is my ex-girlfriend, who I despise, calling me? A lot to blame on the news. It's a lot to blame on Anthony Fauci, that Italian leprechaun. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself! PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. You can also check out my link uh, to the Weeble app. Go ahead and get some free stocks. That's a way of getting yourself started with a portfolio. And, of course, supporting the podcast by giving me access to free stocks. So if I refer you, you get free stuff and I get free stuff. It's just another way of uh, supporting the podcast, supporting the channel, supporting everything that I do here. Questions, concerns, comments, PositiveSarcasm.com. Go to the contact section. You can uh, access... Well, all my stuff there, and you can email me directly. Or you just, you know what? You can email me, positivesarcasm at outlook.com. Um, check out my other channels, Positive Sarcasm, this channel, and then uh, Music Reactions channel. More on that and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, so questions, concerns, you guys know where to find me. And, yeah, let's get started. Today on the docket, uh, obviously we got Q&A as usual to break down the, uh, the end of the podcast. Living in a college town really quickly. Um, spending. Uh, a new article that came out about metal music, a quick uh, dive over by Instagram reactions, and then it's a little little uh, thingy about government credibility, and then, of course, we'll close up uh, with dig Q&A. So uh, I've been living in a college town for the past uh, few months now, setting up shop. Everything is basically where it's supposed to be. Uh, comfortable living, uh, walking my uh, with my best friend every morning and every night and chasing the gophers like we're supposed to be doing. Uh, finally, nice to have a spot where it's like, hey, this is all my stuff. But it is interesting to see the uh, contrast to somebody um, who's halfway to death and seeing people uh, getting ready to uh, blow up their debt-to-income ratio sky high by attending a college that's literally going to serve them no purpose in the long run. Um by the way, what the fuck is up with the University of Maine deciding that if you wanted to either what? What was it? University? Let me look this up really quick. Um, this, this is quite annoying. So University of Maine and vaccine mandate. Vaccine mandate. I got to check this out because I heard this and I'm like, uh, I thought we were over this. Um, okay. Vaccine update. COVID-19 health and safety guide. All right. So let's just take a look here. All right, what are the fall 2022 COVID-19 vaccination requirements for students who will be in person on campus? University students who plan to participate in any on-campus or university-sponsored experience must be fully vaccinated against COVID, completing the primary vaccine doses in a two-dose COVID-19 vaccine series, such as Pfizer or Moderna vaccines, or completing a single-dose COVID-19 vaccine, such as Johnson & Johnson's vaccine, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so let me see here. What does that mean? In any any on-campus or university-sponsored experience, does that mean like attending class or what does that mean? Hold on, let me read more here. Um, booster shots are strongly encouraged for all students as a way to prevent severe cases of COVID. Okay. Um, or 
obtain a University of Maine system approved exemption. All right, so that's for the that's in order for you to I guess to go to the University of Maine. Uh, let me see. I'm, I am a uh, let's see. I'm a student who has had COVID-19. Do I still need to get inoculated under the UMS vaccination policy? Yes. Vaccination of university students able to be vaccinated who will be in person on campus and in our facilities is important for community health, safety, and well-being. Vaccination is intended to help against blah, 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 blah. Uh, infection does it. How do vaccinated members of the students, how do students request medical? Okay, so that settles it. If you are a student and you are actually looking to, to attend a campus, well, any, in my opinion, if you are like the University of Maine and you require proof of vaccination to actually go there, I wouldn't go there. I think that would be my answer to that. Any college or any institution that requires such stupidity, I wouldn't fucking go to. So quite frankly, the University of Maine can suck a whole bag of dicks and any other college or institution that makes such stupid requests or stupid demands for that matter. They don't deserve you. Especially if you are a deserving student, you don't need to go there because they don't deserve you. So whatever. Just, well, I don't have to be uh, plain. About, I, I can just be plain about it. Fuck them. Fuck the University of Maine. Fuck them right in the ass. Anyways, I didn't want to talk about that. I want to talk about some other shit. Um, like I said, living in a college town is an interesting experience. It's very clean. There's a lot of grass. There's a lot of, you know, people mowing lawns. And um, it's college towns are generally pretty small and it's very interesting it's like you go to a college town it's hustling and bustling it's just college kids in an extended atmosphere they know nothing about the real world they have absolutely no experience outside the real world they maybe are an intern uh as a as a nursing assistant or they work at a grocery store besides that they live in a they live in a town comprised mainly of college students which means they're not getting any actual real world experience they're just going to a place with a lot of people that smell like them it makes no difference whatsoever. But for me, it makes for great entertainment. Um, I discovered this picture going for uh, a little stroll in the morning. Um, as you'd expect, in a college town, you have – let me pull up uh, my, uh, my secondary monitor here. In a standard college town, you have the usual grill outside. You have the campus chairs. You have the random beer bottles. Uh, kick it around on, uh, you know, probably empty, but who the hell knows. You have your couch. Instead of being on the inside of the house, you, of course, have it on the porch because um, that's where couches belong. But this is peculiar here. And let me scroll in just a little bit. Um, can somebody explain to me what the remnants of what appears to be a red velvet cake doing on the front porch uh, of this uh, shared apartment housing? Now, to me, see, first of all, is that a Four Loco? I'm pretty sure that's a Four Loco right there next to the Bud Light can. But that aside, Four Loco makes sense, especially in a college town. The Bud Light, yeah, okay, great. It's basically uh, hot dog water. But this this is sad to me. That was probably a perfectly good red velvet cake, and they, they ruined it. I mean, they ruined such you know, velvety, moist deliciousness. That's quite upsetting. I'm assuming right next to it that probably was ice cream. I'm, ass I'm assuming it wasn't a fucking bowl of soup. So this is probably ice cream or whipped cream or something like that. And then this cake right next to it um, suffered a torturous slow death. I'm hoping they eventually got rid of it. Um, is that a mini fridge? That's definitely a mini fridge. So 
yeah, there you have it. That's some of the. This is what you generally see in a college town. There's a couple mini fridges, an out, a couch for the outside, um, and uh, yeah, there you go. That's that's college for you right there. But it is it is enjoyable. I am enjoying uh, my time here, just absorbing some of the situation that is. I mean, people watching here is great. Just watching college kids who can barely get out of bed in the morning and uh, resort to uh, essentially a pair of shorts and a pair of pajama bottoms because they can't put themselves together to save their own fucking lives. And I got to be honest with you, I was no different when I was in college. I mean, waking up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon um, and looking for a a clean pair of underwear was essentially my daily life. But I didn't go to college to learn. And thankfully, because of that, I didn't go to an expensive college. Mm. But just like college, um, I still have the same issue I have today. 20 years later, I have a spending problem. I have a spending problem because of, of damn websites like Slick Deals and apps that like JCPenney's. Perfect. Like I have, I can't have one watch. I have to have six. Um, I can't have one camera. I have to have three. I can't. And thankfully, I'm able to look up really good deals, or I would be in huge, huge debt. I mean, I can't have one laptop. I have to have six because I'm in many different locations. Even though laptops you're supposed to close them and take them with you, I just somehow come across the ability to um, have that many computers. Well, that's just laptops. I have actually two desktops too on top of that. So I have eight computers in total. But I have to upgrade all of them. So I have to spend uh, 20 bucks here and 20 bucks there to upgrade the RAM, to upgrade the SSD. You know, because, just because. Um and then of course clothing. It's like I don't spend a lot of money on clothing, but you know, if I have, if I go and see a deal on six dollar shirts, I have to go and get like uh, at, at least twelve of them in several different colors. I never, you can't just have one color V-neck. You have to have every color in the rainbow, you know, because we're just coming off of you know Pride Month. Oh, speaking of Pride Month, I got my um, my white power Skittles. Um, so there you have it. I'll be donning uh, a hoodie tonight. That's all white. Um, but yeah, I have those. I didn't buy those. A friend of those gave those to me. Um, but I have them. All colors of the rainbow, as the way they should be. All white. LOL. So, yeah, like a perfect example. Slick deals ruins me. Slick deals. I, I thought eBay was definitely a problem child, but it's just when I. I go out of my way. It's like I'm trying to find every reason not to buy something, and sometimes it's just it's just too good a deal. It's just too good a deal. It's only, I mean, I'm how much is pillows? How much are pillows? Like I went on there. I went to a Fourth of July sale. Obviously, it's a sale, and I'm like, beauty. I'm like, well, I definitely need my beauty rest. Up to 95% off a two pack of Luxury Power Extra Firm pillows, and it's like, do I want my bed to look like an Egyptian sanctuary? But of course I do. I mean, why can I buy a two-pack when I could buy a four-pack? Why would I buy them in standard when I can get them in queen? So I have to get, I have to have eight pillows on my bed because, you know, it's just me and the dog. But we have to have that many pillows because that just makes sense. But when you see something like that, oh, shit, did I get that? LCD 10%? Oh, that's not too bad. Um, it's just, it's coupons bonanzas. This is my biggest problem is, 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 
spending. My car is never clean enough. My shoe collection is never big enough. My watch collection, I'm 60. Oh, look, there's a bidet for sale. That's, that's $199. You could buy a bidet way cheaper than that. I mean, look at this. What is this? Is this really $25? What is that? That is a, a Barclay expandable buffet. See, this is why I have spending problems. I mean, look at this shit. This is a Barclay expandable buffet for $29 in beautiful vintage white. I mean, $29? This thing was $1,200? Holy shit. Uh, check availability. Let me see here. 03824. Let's go ahead and submit uh, for delivery. Let's go ahead and see if I can go ahead and check out vintage white expandable buffet. Let me see if I can actually buy this for no fucking reason whatsoever. 150 what? I don't have I don't want to deliver it. Can I can I get it? See, this is what you do. Uh room of choice. I don't even want this delivered. I want to see if I can actually have this like pick it up from somewhere. Uh scheduled delivery. I don't want to have this delivered. This is what you have to do. You have to find a way out of do they please ensure you have delivery method or scheduled delivery. So let's go backwards. And see if I can actually have this in-store pickup. Does it have in-store pickup? Let's see. Vintage white. Uh, da, 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 da. This thing is gorgeous. Look at that thing. Look, what's the dimensions on this thing? Look at all that. Oh, that is gorgeous. Do I? Um, the question is, though, available for delivery. Let's go ahead and do that. I, here's the kicker. $75 delivery. But I'd rather just pick it up at the store. This item isn't on display within 100 miles. Talk to a Macy's rep. See, this is my biggest problem with Macy's is they're freaking, um, uh, their, their, their shipping sucks. Absolutely sucks. See, if it was $29 I would, and I could pick it up in store, I would do it right now. Uh, let me go back to, is, is it still in my cart? Let me go back to my cart. Let me go to the view bag. Can I able to, is there any such thing as in-store pickup? Congrats, you get free shipping. I do? Do I really get free shipping? Oh, come on. Get online or Macy's Star, all other orders. Free shipping with a $29 purchase. What's the exclusions? Loyalty status, $3 reward, da 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 da. Star pass coupons, perks and offers, birthday surprise, entertainment access, no annual fee. Okay. Um, Macy's has shipping starts, select home, da 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 da. Where's the free shipping? That's the thing. Uh, that's the kicker. Yeah, I thought it, it said I qualify for free shipping. All free shipping, no minimum. When you shop with a Ma oh, with a Macy's card. Oh God damn it! I I was see this is my problem. I'm now trying to find ways around this, and I'm not sure I can do it. Hold on. That's white glove delivery. Uh, proceed to checkout. I can't do it. I can't do it. Nope. To see if you have other offers, sign in. Yeah, it's not there. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. So what I have to do is go like this and get out of it. But that thing's gorgeous. 46 inches wide, up to 75 inches tall, and 20 inches deep, and 40 inches in height. Vintage white. That's gorgeous. For $29. I mean, I would have loved in-store pickup, but see, this is one of my big problems: is going is going through this website and and being like, 
Yeah, I need blackout curtains. I gotta sleep. It's like, I'm going through. I can get... Look at these. Look at these shoes. These shoes are awesome. Look at these shoes. Like, I have to click on this. I don't... I mean... Unisex Royal. Men's Royal... I mean... High seasonals? What does this even look like? Oh, I can't wear those. Nope, nope, nope. I can't... I cannot wear shoes like that. Absolutely not. Now, these denims right here. What are these? Could I wear these? I could totally wear those. Okay, select size medium. So, do they have ten and a halves? Look at those. Those are freaking awesome. Men's Royal Denim. $44.95. Okay. Um... Do they have them in other colors? It's recycled denim. So if they have them, is there is there a after promo code ProSave? Okay, so let me go over here. And do they have another color? That's dark indigo black. I could rock those all day long. So let me click on these and see if this is a like this is a spending problem. This is a perfect example of having a spend uh, having a spending problem. Uh, 10, 10 and a half. Are these cool? What, are they, what kind of thingies are these? Those are cool. Those look a little more chickish, so I can't really wear those. But these royal low canvases. Let me click on these. Are those... Those are, those are chicky-ish. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but... Where's the color... Where's the, 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 the brown ones? I want the brown ones. Where's the fucking brown ones? Sizes and colors may vary. So men's royal plus denim. So where's those brownies? I don't think I see them. Um, I mean, these, first of all, 10 and a half. Add to cart. Those are pretty dope. And yeah. And then go to uh, PayPal. And then, you know, go from there. Like, this is, this is a spending problem. This is an actual spending problem. Oops, I don't even know my own password. What's the matter with me? There we go. And then going... Yeah, it's just there's so many good. It's it's gonna get even more ridiculous when actually like, um, what do you call it? Like when shit actually gets solved with the with the with the, um, the supply chain issue. I probably shouldn't even be doing this right now. <laughs> Let me close this out for now. Um, standard free delivered by July. Dude, this is this is fucking amazing. So I'll get. Don't wait, 14. So I'll deal with this later. But this is a perfect example of having a spending issue. It's like, I'm, I'm material, I'm totally, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm totally a materialistic person. Totally a materialistic person. Like, I I, I go through so much stuff. Like, look at, look at, well, see, this is I won't do. This I won't do. Like, nothing here. This, this shit doesn't do anything for me. Toilet paper, don't need that. Don't need that. Because I got a bidet, so I definitely don't need that. Backpacks, my sister gets me one every year. That's the rules. Um, a, bit, a, a, a huge overthrow blanket. I got two of them in here right now. Um, webcam, I already got it. GoPro stuff, I already got it. A guitar, I can't play. Laptops, I got eight. I got six of them. This hurts right here. This fucking bu the, 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 this, uh, buffet thingy, right? Even though I got no goddamn room for it. That thing is sweet. But... I mean, if you are looking to save, look, a crossbow. I could totally use a crossbow. Um, it'll complement my uh, 45 caliber carbine. But this is my spending problem. Like, you know, I'm getting my teeth ripped out. I spent $85 in post-no-teeth, well, not post-no-teeth, post-wisdom-teeth groceries. So, 
this is a this is an issue of mine that I go through on a daily on, on a daily basis, and I this is where my willpower starts to fade. Absolutely, spending problem. Um, should I buy these? What do you think? You think I should buy these? You save twenty dollars, standard free. I mean, those are pretty dope. The question is where they made. Let's find out because I, I told you I don't want to buy. Let's see, they're uh, they're imported. Where are they imported from? Uh, where are? Let's see. Where are we? Wait. We could probably find out. Let me look at the shoe. So, is there any markings on there? Oh, there's no markings on those CADs right there. There's no marking right there. No marking there. You know what? It's on the inside lip. So let's type in where are Ked's shoes made? Ked's is an American brand of canvas, uh, an American brand of canvas shoes with rubber soles. Okay, where is the actual shoe made though? That's the thing. Where? Okay, Ked shoes are made in the United States. They are manufactured, stationed in Michigan. Are Ked shoes made in the athletic shoes are still made at Cartley Canada? Blah, blah, blah. All right. Pvillage.org. Let's find out. Are Ked's athletic shoes still made entirely in the U.S., such as Vans and part of Converse's line? Are uh, da, 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 in late 60s? The only okay. Is Ked's a good brand? Beyond comfort and variability? Okay. Okay. Uh, wears socks. Do Ked's stretch out? Do people uh, still wear Ked's? What shorts? Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that says that they're still made in the USA. Um, Keds made in the USA. Keds shoes still made. You'd be surprised by a wide range. Footwear news. Okay, let's keep going at it. Um, let's see. Alden shoes uh, made in Middlebury, Mass. Allen Edmonds is made in Wisconsin. Annie Bing uh made in los angeles what's these bates bates is made in grand rapids chaco danner portland oregon what's this brand eastland all those are not all those are made in china those are disgusting uh fry they're made in although fry makes most of its shoes in china the american footwear brand feature okay well they're made in china well, fuck that noise helm boots those look cool Jack Rogers, Keen, Clogs, L.L. Bean, he's made in the U.S., Lucchese, Lucchese's, Moxie, Monroe, New Balance. Company operates five factories in Maine, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Where else? Number six, Clogs, Okabashi, Onyx, Palm Beach Sandals, <laughs> Pia Flyers. Look at that. Quaddy, where's fucking Keds? Rocky... San Antonio Shoemakers. Nice. Sath. Sloggers. Titles. Wolverines. Okay, so Keds, I guess, are made in the U.S. So, let's see here. Do I have a... Let me take a look here. Slick Deals. Men's. Where's that... Um, where's that fucking Keds shoe? Because I'm, I'm a psycho. Let me click on that. Let's go to let's do a purchase here live on the podcast. Let's do pro. Okay, so pro save. Let's do, let me do this real quick. I gotta turn something off real quick. Sorry. Let me turn let me turn this off. 
Um, okay, continue to order. Yep, continue to review order. Yep, finishing paying pro kids. Now, was it pro save? Um, nope, I don't want to do that. I want to edit the shipping information. I want to send them to... Let me see here. What the hell? Orders that will be, I don't care. I don't care, I don't care. Let's see. Let's go ahead and do, let's do, uh -huh. let's do, uh -huh. was it, where do I live again? Eight Main Street, <laughs> fucking idiot. Eight Main Street, uh, 12, and then let's do, uh -huh. um, and oops, let's do one more. Oh, three, uh -huh. phone for delivery, don't need, it's fine. Don't need that, standard, continue to billing. Okay, yep, you, we recommend, okay, fine, you recommend that, that's fine with me. Have a promo code, ProSave, P-R-O-S-A-V-E. All right, let's apply that. Okay, video capture device, let's turn that back on. 25 bucks for a sweet pair of Royal Plus denim made in the USA. Okay, Royal shipping for address for billing. Nope, okay. Nope, let's do that. Let's do two. Yeah, we got, this is, this is, yeah. Two, Brenda, Lane. Uh-huh, see, Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm actually going to do this. I'm doing it. Like, I don't care. I'm, I'm doing this. Like, see, this is my problem with spending. This is my, okay. Three, seven. You know, and since I'm all over the place, I have yet to catch up on my actual billing dates and shit. Where is it? Where is it? Where is my money? Oh, three, eight, six, seven. Oh, three, eight, seven. Promo code, applied, save, review your order. Uh, $25 for Royal Plus Denims. Okay. And we're going to use that. Lock back in. Okay, continue. Hmm. And then place your order. Okay, there we go. I just bought myself. See, I have a spending problem. A huge spending problem. So this is what I bought. I bought these Men's Royal Plus Denims. Originally $45.95. $44.95. And I got them for... A ten and a half. And I got them for 25 bucks. A nice, comfortable pair of shoes made in the USA um, that would match perfectly with my comfy wear. Like, this is perfect. That's a perfect, that's a perfect, nice, a nicely perfect shoe. I, I, I love it. That's excellent. So, there, see, that, that there you go. That's a, I have a spending. I literally wrote here, um, living in a college town, spending problem, and now I just, I have a spending problem. I didn't even plan to do that. But this is some of the things we go to, go through. Or some of the things I go through on on a daily basis. It's just now I didn't buy a buffet, which doesn't make any sense. Shoes I can use. Shoes I'll, I mean I'll walk all day. Like there's a nice little pair of Sperry's. 
There's uh, those echoes are too much money. Harley Davidson footwear always overpriced. See, this is where I get into trouble is when like watches start popping up on my feed. Like, see that shit right there? That's a Tissot. I mean, I mean, that's gorgeous. That is absolutely gorgeous. Too much money though. I'm not spending that. Glycines are always too expensive. Um, I have plenty of socks. What is that? Esther? Oh, I thought it was like testosterone. I mean, an Ashby jet, Barbara Ashby jacket. Don't need that. I don't need. I don't need that. Don't need any more towels. So now we've like now I can start to calm down. Like it's like, whew, I had that rush. It's like a needle in my arm, a needle of savings. So now I can close out of there. Now I can close out of that. I can close out of that. Okay. Um, I want to get to this article. <laughs> what the fuck time is it on there? Oh, 27 minutes. Okay, cool. Let me move this out of the way. Um, I want to get to this article about metal music. You guys know that I started a uh, podcast channel. A, excuse me, a, um, what do you call it? A music reaction channel. Um, in the beginning, I started with music that I've heard before and stuff like that. And sometimes I still, I'll still react to music I've, I've, I know. But it's basically now, most of the time, new music that I've been reacting to, new bands that I've been like, people, because I, I want to react positively to like every song. So when people are like, dude, you have to listen to this song, it's like, this, okay, cool. And a lot of it is definitely like metal music or loud or heavy rock. And there was a new article by PopSci um, about whether, I mean, people have been debating whether or not metal music is good, whether it's talent. I mean, first of all, the science is clear uh, as far as like, there's very, the musicians in metal, a lot of them are very, very talented. But now the science is clear, according to Martha Harbison, that metal music is good for you. So let's go ahead and just jump into this article, and then we're going to move over to a quick Instagram, and then maybe we'll close up shop for today. Mm. Okay. I might flip it over as far as government credibility and do dig Q&A first, and then talk about government credibility. So the science is clear. To the uninitiated, metal music, especially its more extreme forms like death metal and grindcore, sound like a melody penned by an angry caveman. It's punishing, chaotic, brutal, aggressive, and cacophonous. Now I know actually what that means. But as the concept of the caveman itself, research, recent research has built up a much more nuanced picture of the genre. Scholars and fans alike are now exploring its role in emotional regulation and its potential to help us survive impending doom. A bit ambitious, perhaps, but metal has always been brash. What makes a song metal? Metal emerges as a genre distinct from rock in the early 1970s. Artish, uh, as artists push to create heavier music, according to Zet, a formerly trained musician and a guitarist in black thrash uh, band command first and foremost metal has to have distorted guitars it usually has riffs repeating cycles of musical ideas and it's usually heavy that is loud or crunchy uh beyond that what makes metal metal is difficult to answer in words a particular mix of driving drum and bass rhythms distortion and exaggerated vocal styles i.e fear factory um, from growls to soaring falsettos sets it apart from punk and other edgy styles but even those qualities don't quite get to the heart of the matter because metal contains multitudes um <laughs> popular science so for any kind of music that you like there's a metal band that you'll probably like too says kim kelly a journalist who spent five years covering the subject for publications such as noisy and metal sucks if someone likes ethereal melodies and clean singing 
uh, and emotional atmospheric vibes. There's a metal band for that. If you're interested in hip hop, there's crossovers and connective tissue there as well. True, new, me- new metal really utilized some of those pr- uh, prototypes from the 80s, such as like Walk This Way and Anthrax, Anthrax and pro- uh, Public Enemy. And then they took that idea and really ran with it in the 90s. Um, Metalheads aren't who you think you are, just as the genre is more complex than you might assume, so too are its myriad of fans. They're more diverse and less angry than stereotypes would have would have you believe. For starters, they're everywhere. A full a full 145 of the world's nations had at least one active metal band in 2021. Contrary to popular belief, fans don't all look like burly Vikings, Lena Dawes, an, uh, an enthomusicologist, author of What Are You Doing Here? A Black Woman's Life and Liberation of Heavy Metal. Has seen as much while in Lay Down buddy gotta lay down uh investigating why uh blah 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 blah, gravitate towards black americans tend to gravitate towards intense music her interviews with artists and devotees of the last few years suggest that punk power violence grindcore and other genres known to be explicitly political may offer a a form of catharsis for use dealing with individual and systemic oppressions what the fuck does that mean okay metal we'll, we'll just skip along okay metal's intense but is it bad for you despite growing evidence the i almost got a little bit of coffee sip that The stereotype of brooding and violent metal fans pervades, which raises the concerns of parents and educators. Because of this, researchers across disciplines have paid plenty of attention of how this music might mold minds. They looked at metalhead personality traits, questioned their propensity for self-harm and violence, and even tutted over the risks of headbanging-related brain injuries. Uh, They do have, metalheads do have commonalities, but just not those outsiders might think. Um, the university psychologist reported that folks with systemizing traits who tend to analyze things and look for patterns are more likely to enjoy intense music and reject mellow crooners. Uh, psychologists um, at Harriet Watt University in Scotland found that headbangers were drawn to the- uh, theatricality, a preference they share with classical aficionados. In fact, the only thing separating the groups was age. Uh, younger folks tend to prefer Metallica to, Metallica to Mozart. Uh, but let's see. But that's not to say metal doesn't affect us. People who were metalheads in the 80s, while often they engaged in risky sex, drugs, and rock and roll habits as youth, they were also significantly happier during that time than their peers and better adjusted as adults. Could uh, be that on that being of cultural fringes can help one develop a strong sense of self and perhaps even build supportive friendships. Oh, cool. They're showing the... The, uh, the 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 circles the the yeah the, and the the yeah I love it that's awesome could help uh, blah 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 it just it goes into multiple things about metal metal I mean to me I don't I don't have shit like look it is a form of music what's more dangerous like you know weekly top forty hits that just recycle the same beat garbage played by people that have no fucking talent um that have gone through no struggle that are basically going to disappear in two to three years? Or do you want a band that has basically been on the road since they were 17, 18 years old um, that have, you know, basically rode together, you know, slept in the same bed, um, have just gone through real struggle in creating their own lyrics, weren't signed by anybody, and just, like, were making 50 bucks, 100 bucks on the road? I mean, there's some cohesiveness to this. And now a lot of metal bands... 
they're just releasing shit on their own on like YouTube or whatever. They're not even creating whole albums, but the stuff that's out there is so creative lately. I was concerned about metal music for a while, but now with bands like, um, the fuck is it? Uh, I just did one. What the hell's the name of that band? Well, one of them, obviously, let me go over to, actually, let me look, let me, let me just look here for a second. I'll give you a whole list of bands that I've been like, I'm completely blown away with, uh, especially lately. Um, let's see. Sort by most viewed. So let's see. Uh, Meshuggah, obviously. Electric Cowboy is another one. Uh, Ramstein is still doing it after forever. Mick Gordon is involved. The band Motionless and White. Battle Beast. Uh, Slipknot still doing the damn thing. Ginger. You have, um, bands like Amaranth. You have Orbit Culture. You have uh let's see they're they don't come they're not around anymore if you're into like goth metal there's lord of the lost uh who else do we got here there's fit for a king there's who else do we got that's also amaranth that's fear factory they're not around anymore uh at least not in their original form there's uh who else what's the name of that band Oh, Memphis May Fire. There's I Prevail. There's uh, Mo- yeah, I already said Motionless and White. This is the band I'm talking about. Um, Spirit Box. I mean, there's a lot of new bands that are just coming out with all kinds of cool shit. There's Crown the Empire. Uh, there's there is there's a ton of different bands out there coming out with new stuff all the time that gets my attention. There's uh, Slaughter to Prevail. They just dropped a single a few months back called Bone Breaker. Uh, well, the, the live version of it. The, they have an album out that just came out. But, I mean, there's a lot of creativity. There's a lot of... The, 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 the genre is widening, ever so widening. Um, and it's more appreciated now than it's ever been. So, um, is, is it good for you? Yeah, because it's, it's original. It's original, more than anything. Anything that you're hearing um, in the pop side, which obviously pop is pop, but... Metal will always be original. It'll always be original. It will always be effort-based. And it does require a high degree of intelligence in order to better understand it. It just has. Hmm. Let's go ahead and... Um, what do we got? 36 minutes? Let's go ahead and... I, the article started talking about like some systemic shit, so I kind of wavered from it. But for the most part... There is a lot to talk about there. There's a lot of discussion there. And metal is it's it's a form of music that does help you get some of that aggression out so that you kind of, well, don't go on a rampant shooting rampage. Um, I, I did – there was something on uh, Instagram the other day that was really quick. It's a, it's a really quick to the point. Um, so let's just go ahead and just – let me do a quick refresh on it. This is uh, – this was, this was sent to me. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. Look at him. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, this is right before it. Oh, that is, that is a big dog. That's got to be a hundred pounder right there. Right, buddy? There. Hold on. One more time. Oh, oh, oh.
close that out. Let's 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 get to some other shit. Um, by the way, if you want to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amounts appreciated. If you want to go ahead and sign up for the link down below, the Weeble app, you'll get free stocks. I'll get free stocks. And, uh, yeah, everybody's happy, and you can start your portfolio that way, at least till the uh, the uh, stock market crashes. Anyways, let's go on and move on. We're at 30. We're closing up at 40 minutes. Let's go ahead and move on to some Q&A. Uh, dig.com Q&A. Why is my wife still so upset that I cheated on her last month? Because you cheated on her last month. Uh, why my wife and I have been married for eight years. We're in our thirties and have two children. I love her. She's my best friend. Unfortunately, I made a big mistake. I got drunk at a conference last month and conference last month and slept with another woman. I swear it was a one-time thing and meant and and meant nothing to me. When I got home, I decided the right thing to do was to tell my wife what had happened, apologize, and promise it would never happen again. It was never supposed to fucking happen in the first place, stupid. I knew there might be fallout, but I had no idea she would be so upset. She has practically stopped talking to me and threatened to throw me out. I've apologized so many times. This is killing me. What more can I do? Um, you do whatever she asks of you. You commit – okay. On There is – let me go ahead and show you something here. This is really, really important. Um, the circles of hell. I'm going to show you something here. This is real fucking important. Okay? Ah, get out of here. Circles of hell. And I'm going to give you a real perspective here of, of why she's so upset. Um, this is Dante's Nine Circles of Hell. So let me show you this here. All right. This is the Nine Circles of Hell. This is the deepest uh, treachery. So fraud. These are the deepest circles of hell. The deepest circles of sin. Fraud. The, uh, the circles distinguished from its predecessors by being made up of those who consciously and willingly commit fraud. Treachery, the deepest circle of hell, where Satan resides. Um, it's divided divide into four rounds. So, let's see here. Son of it is known for inviting. Da, 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 da. This round hosts for those who betray, betray their guests. They are punished more harshly because of the belief that having a guest means entering into a voluntary relationship, and betraying a relationship willing entered, willingly entered is more despicable than betraying a relationship born into. Okay. So the fourth round is Judeca, after Judas, uh, who betrayed Christ. This round is preserved for traitors to their lords, benefactors, and masters. So the betrayers, you betrayed somebody in a marriage, a deeply committed relationship that's been signed into. You have children together. You have a house together. You have a life together. And you got drunk at a conference and fucked some skank. You've committed the ultimate sin. The ultimate sin. So all the way up here, limbo. Those who, you know, blah, there's lust. Lust is different. Lust is you're not married, but you're getting after it. Gluttony. Gluttony, you're getting too much after it. Greed, you've gotten greedy about getting after it. Anger, heresy, violence, and then you're down all the way here standing next to Satan himself. That's the problem. That's the problem. Is in this relationship, you have created the grievous of the, the greatest of sins. So threatening to throw you out into it, you're basically at her mercy because you did something that was a hundred percent wrong. If this was a situation where you said that I want a divorce, the minute you make that clear, it's like I want a divorce. You can do whatever you want. 
and whatever that's that's that but if you're like oh i don't know or whatever it's like okay well you're either in or you're out so if you want to go ahead and see other people you have to make it known to your partner that it's like i want out of this relationship and then you can go ahead and start doing essentially whatever you want okay um as long as you're doing everything else to the benefit of ending the relationship properly but you're in a you're in a, a marriage you're in your 30s you have two children you say she's your best friend but you just betrayed your best friend so you can't keep apologizing you need to do everything you can't place any blame on her whatever the relationship had as far as its shortcomings is stuff that you need to work on and that's it you completely you completely fucking screwed up and this was just a month ago this could take years to fix or she could just say screw it we're done here does she have some blame in the relationship in general yeah but you completely crossed the line so whatever you plan on doing or whatever she wants you to do if you actually want this to regardless of whether it meant nothing it means everything to her so whatever she wants for you to do in order to keep this shit together if she wants to keep it together at all you're at her mercy period let's move on to the next one uh, how can I get my boss to stop giving me arbitrary, dishonest timelines for a promotion that he keeps reneging on? I work for a mid-sized sales company in the Midwest. My boss has told me on several occasions that I'm getting, being promoted. But when the time comes, he says he's tried, but management wasn't on board. Now he tells me it's 60 days away, then 16 weeks, then within a year. He does it in front of others, too. I've asked him to stop telling me that, but he doesn't. He seems to think it will lift my spirits and make me feel important, but it's doing the opposite. It makes me feel stupid and it feels cruel. Outside of reporting into HR, do you have any advice for what I could say to him? Yeah, go get another job. Simple. Just go get another job. You're not getting that fucking promotion. You're being lied to. You're a monkey with a banana on a treadmill. You're not getting it. You're not getting that promotion. Go find another job. Um, or And then when you go find another job and you have a deal on the table, you can either just leave or you can say... I have another position in mind or I can just pay or well, okay. Just let me keep it simple here. Go find another job, lock it in, put in your notice or basically do this. Give me this promotion now or I'm putting in my two weeks notice. That's it. But you're not staying. Go find another position. You have the sales skills, then you can definitely go find another sales position, but that's it. You can definitely get out of this. Let's move on to the next one. Was I wrong to steal my neighbor's garden gnome because it frightens my five-year-old? <laughs> my neighbor has a large, uh, 34-year-old female, has a, a large 34-year-old, no. My neighbor, female 34, has a large front garden. She grows flowers and some produce. Sometimes she comes over with extras, which is nice. She is also a, she also has a gnome village. That's pretty cool, in her garden. Um... We recently got Cindy a new gnome. For whatever reason, my five-year-old son has developed a fear of the particular gnome. I'm not sure why, and yes, I have asked him why. I'm sure he's seen some scary on YouTube or something. The gnome is just a normal gnome, gardening hug, basket of flowers. I decided to talk to Cindy, explain the problem, and she asked if she would remove the gnome to back garden briar, blah, blah, blah. Cindy refused. I wasn't asking too much. I wasn't asking too much. A few days ago, my son was outside playing in the ball roll in Cindy's yard. He refused to go get it, crying and begging me to go get the ball. I got the ball and moved the gnome behind some flower bushes. My plan was to move it back once 
My son stopped playing. Cindy came out from the water garden, noticed the gnome was gone, and demanded to know where it was. She even threatened to call the police on me. Over a gnome. After I gave the back the gnome, Cindy told me not to come on her property again. I told my wife what happened. She thinks Cindy overreacted. She also thinks I shouldn't have taken the gnome. She says our son will get over his fear in time, and he'll just have to play in the back. I think our son has the right to play in his own front yard. Okay, you went onto somebody's yard. Okay. Um, you went into somebody's yard and moved something. Don't do that. Don't do that. Now, first of all, did you get the gnome? Um, we got, well, recently Cindy, oh no, Cindy got a new gnome. Okay, so your son's being a bitch. Number one, your son needs to get the fuck over it. My parents had this, like, crazy, like, uh, a, a, a picture in the kitchen when I was a kid. And it was a picture of a, an owl that was hiding in, like, a hollowed out tree. But to me, it looked like a monster. And in the kitchen, it was, like, dark. So you close the, you can close the doors to the kitchen, like, for, so it's the light of the living room is completely closed off so all you see is the light of these of the giant eyes of these owls it looks like a fucking monster it's like why would you put that in the kitchen so every time i would go every time i would I'd have to go through the kitchen i have to go because i didn't i didn't understand what the picture was so i would run so i'd go through the hallway and then i would run from the beginning of the kitchen all the way to the the sliding the, the cat these sliding cabinet doors to get into the den i would and it would freak out and then when i stopped and looked at the picture one day i go wait a minute that's not a monster that's an owl in a tree and then i wasn't afraid anymore i was like oh and nobody explained to me what the picture was and then i realized oh it's just an owl it's a stupid owl i'm not scared anymore but i was still terrified of the basement that being said um your kid has a fear of a gnome uh it's fine it's it's no big deal your kid needs to get over it or just continue to be afraid of it um but what you did was by going on their yard going out on their yard and taking something is you didn't i mean she said no that's the end of it you what you did was completely wrong completely wrong she threatened to call the police i hopefully you got the fucking hint Let's move on to the next one. And are you the asshole? Yeah, 100%. Um, how can I get my daughter to prioritize my emotional needs during her son's health crisis? Jesus, boy, people are fucking selfish. I just found out that my grandson was diagnosed with a serious illness instead of telling me. My daughter went to her mother-in-law first. She's been coordinating babysitting and hospital transit for them for three weeks before anyone thought to tell me about my grandson. When I tried to set up a schedule to streamline things and get them the right help, my daughter boxed me out. I was so hurt. She claims I chose her brother over her when the grandkids were babies, but that's not how it was. Oh, boy. My free-spirited son struggled with a lot with becoming a dad. Uh, it isn't a role that plays to his strengths, and he felt a lot of shame around not being the primary breadwinner. My daughter has always been responsible, so I knew that she'd be fine because I knew that they had different needs. I said yes to different things, child care and financial help for my son, and more laid-back approach to my daughter because she didn't need the help. Now she told me I'm only allowed to come to see them during hospital visiting hours while her MIL mother-in-law comes to the house. She spends, time a lot with her, spends lots of time with her. While she ignores my calls and drop by visits. She's punishing me for being a fair mom by choosing her mother-in-law over me. And I don't know how to help her see sense. Obviously, you screwed up. I just found out my grandson was dying. Okay. How can I get my daughter to prioritize my emotional needs during her son's health crisis? You can't. Her son, the thing she made is having a, a, a severe health crisis. 
you need to just back off and whatever however she decides to deal with it and whoever she decides to turn to in her time of real need is one that you have to respect because you're you're healthy so get the fuck over it um her son needs her and whatever she decides to see fit to handle it right now and you can't get involved you just have to be there for her when she decides um let me see here am i a jerk because i want my boyfriend to stop giving me fake luxury items to impress his family my boyfriend and i are arguing about presents he loves a bargain and always drawn by 80 percent. oh my god <laughs> this is so me uh 80 off sales and fakes so he buys it. okay i don't buy fakes if you'll excuse the expression crap like i prefer plain earrings to big flashy fake pearls and stones i prefer one's nice no-name leather handbag to 10 fake gucci's true i prefer one small item from the skincare line i refuse in a set of cheap stuff that smells awful and makes me itch i buy him what he wants and he buys me what he wants too since this is a total waste of money last christmas i looked at a pile of crap and suggested we stop exchanging gifts and just go out to dinner or buy something for the house especially since i was going to get another load of crap for valentine's day he said what will people think when he says people he means his family because he's always bragging to them that he got me a designer bag and diamond earrings even though none of it is real uh, i'm so mad he's being more concerned about looking flashy than making me happy or am i just a shallow bitch no look if you're going to buy something for somebody, it can't be fake because you know it's fake. There's nothing worse than ha owning something and knowing it's fake. It's like owning a Mustang but only having six or cylinders or four cylinders in it. That's not a Mustang. That's basically a fucking Ford Fusion. There's nothing wrong with a Ford Fusion. Ford Fusions are nice cars. There's just one problem. They're not Mustangs. It's like wearing a, a, a fake Rolex or a fake Breitling or a fake Tissot or a fake uh, anything. It's not real it's just a knockoff it's not real so don't wear it where to your strengths where to your wallet where to your affordability there's a lot of affordable things out there that are very very nice i mean look i just bought a nice pair of shoes it cost me 25 bucks i almost bought a vintage buff a vintage white buffet set for 29 dollars couldn't i didn't want to pay for the shipping though um and i also don't need it it was completely unneeded. none of, neither of those things was needed but like i said i have a spending problem but I don't buy fake shit. You end up paying for it in the long run. If you're, you should save your money and buy something real, or absolutely go out to dinner. Um, and you can get out of this. You can be like, listen, if you buy me fake shit, I'm just going to throw it in the trash, in the trash, or I'm going to refuse it and I'm not going to wear it. And then you're spending your money on bullshit at this point. You're spending on money on something that she's never going to wear. So he absolutely needs to wake the fuck up and, and realize that when it comes to spending money in general, but in general, buy the real thing. Buy the real thing or buy something different. Or if you can't afford it, don't buy it. If you can't afford the real thing either, don't buy that either. You don't need to be buying like, like some Chinese shit knockoffs um, because number one, they will break. And number two, you're not really impressing anybody. You want to impress somebody? Open up a fucking stock trading account and start investing in your future instead of buying fake Gucci's. First of all, if you want to buy like a pair of nice, like nice loafers that are real, you can find the pre-owned ones or whatever on the internet. 
like I said, you can go on slick deals and build up a whole collection of real shit for real cheap. You don't need to be buying fake shit because that's just that flashy crap is don't get me wrong. I like flashy stuff, but um, if it breaks your bank or if it's not real, then you're you're not even buying stuff for yourself. You're not even um, you're not doing anybody any favors. And if she doesn't want it, don't give it to her. Uh, let me put it that way. If she doesn't want it, don't give it to her. Uh, we are at 54 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and close up shop. I'm going to try to... Um, maybe, how do I word this carefully? I know that right now there's a lot of talk about where inflation is coming from. Um, there's the, the talk... I mean, they're trying... The news is trying to sell you about monkeypox. They're trying to sell you about... Still trying to sell you about vaccinations. There is uh, the coming uh, ha- uh, housing market situation. There is a lot of talk about midterms. There's a lot of talk about Roe v. Wade. There's a lot of information out there to be had um the problem is is if you're getting it from the mainstream news if you're getting it from the government it's not real i can tell you right now the who has lost all credibility to me the cdc has lost all credibility to me um the food and drug administration has lost a lot of credibility to me the federal government all three uh branches of the government except for um the uh, the, the the judicial branch, with the exception of the judicial branch, which gave me my freedoms back, um, the rest have no credibility. I don't believe either side of the house. I don't believe our executive branch. I feel like, and I don't feel like our actual administrations, as far as like the Food and Drug Administration, the, this, the Center for Disease Control. I figure at this point it's all political talking points, and it's just getting it's it's just overreach. I think I believe nothing that they say. And it's tough too because there's a lot of like dangerous illnesses out there. There's a lot of information when it comes to uh, food uh, recalls and E. coli and uh, um, other other things, factory farming. There's a lot of information out there that we should have, but we're not getting it. So it's really a matter of – I feel like it has successfully driven us apart and it, it, it's really hard to decipher – if our if any of our government entities are telling the truth to be so to be perfectly honest with you i just believe that nothing they say is real i think it's all bullshit i mean when they talk about inflation they blame russia when, and when they talk about inflation they talk about supply chain issues is russia possible responsible for some supply chain issues yes are they responsible for the vast majority of them no it's like oh because we're at war with russia because because there's a war with Russia, they're responsible for that. No, we were been, we've been at war for the past 30 fucking years. For the past 30 years, we've been bombing countries all over the world. There's been countries at war with each other all over the world. It's made no difference in supply chains. There's inflation because of COVID. There's inflation because our ports, our main ports are based in California, which is a shithole. There is the Jones Act. There is the fact that also companies like Tyson Foods or uh, other companies also are using the excuse of inflation to jack up their prices because they know that they can make quarterly, they can make those quarterly bank on it because they know that we'll pay for it. At the end of the day, the consumer will pay for it. There's also the fear that we need to make these companies they're like, we need to make our money now because demand is going to crash soon. So we need to make that quarterly bank now and clean up before the real famine hits because they believe that there's going to be a possible stock market apocalypse. 
So there's many, many, many different factors to this whole thing. It's not just one thing that the government's telling you about. You didn't make, you have, it now, it is more important for an individual to use what to use whatever means necessary to make decisions for themselves and to stock up on whatever they see fit. Personally, I would stock up on whatever you see fit. Canned goods, frozen meats, bullets. I mean, if you can stock up on gasoline, do it. I mean, am I a doomsday prepper? No, but I just I foresee an absolute shit show taking place because nobody's nobody's at the wheel. America this America is is a car with bad alignment and nobody's behind the fucking steering wheel. And the people that are trying to drive it from the back seat are the people you do not want to drive it. They don't even have driver's licenses. They're fucking lunatics. I'm writing I'm reading the um I'm writing this thing about how to stop like political corruption and um I'm I'm having a tough time because like I could write this utopian scenario and I just know that nobody's going to take it fucking seriously. But I'm going to write it anyways cuz at least I say I wrote it. But taking, giving any credibility to the government, any capacity, there's none. There's 100 seats in the Senate or, or whatever, and they're, I mean, 90% of them are filled with people who are completely full of shit. So anything that anybody says or does, my advice to you is whatever you can do on your own without having a need for the federal government or having the need for state government or having the need for to rely on anybody, really, with the exception of the power companies, unless you can have your own solar panel system or uh, in your own diesel generator. Um, God, at this point, it's, it's best to remove any reliability, pay off everything, and just surround your house with gnomes. Um because eventually this this whole thing is going to come to a screeching halt. There is there is two ways out of uh, democracy. People say that we're a republic. We are a republic, but we're a republic that uses a system of democracy. There are two ways out of democracy. One is a full-blown collapse of the system. Two is we shed our skin. Democracy can evolve. We can evolve, but we have to separate the bullshit in our government system. In our, pro in our entire process. But we're not doing that. There's too much control. There's too much collectiveness. There's too much blaming others. There's too much reliability on people doing things for us and not being able to do things ourselves. And there's a way of, as, uh, plenty of other factors at play here. But this kick in the can down the road, uh, eventually, uh, what are we doing sending billions of dollars across uh, all over the world? We can't take we can't take care of healthcare in this country. We can't have nutrition nutrition programs and fitness programs for people in this country. Account we can't pay for accountability in this country. Instead, we give the ATF more power. We give the CDC more power. They're not a branch of the government. They're not a branch of the government. So what are we doing? I don't know. It's. It's, it's, it's frustrating to see, and believe me, I do pay attention to it, but it is extremely frustrating. Um, I, I can't talk about the Roe v. Wade thing. I, I don't have the stomach for it. I, I don't I don't have – I have thoughts. I don't have an opinion. I don't necessarily have a stance on it. There are other people that do, and that's fine. But that's not uh, where my battlefield is. My battlefield is with shit like vaccine mandates – um, 
Second Amendment stuff. That's constitutional stuff. That's where I draw the line. When my principles rely heavily on what made this country and the fact that it has a capitalistic system and what what can evolve beyond that. That's where I stand my ground. And that's where I'm willing to wage war. Um, beyond that, as far as having an open dialogue, having conversation, if that if there's one that can be had that doesn't resort in, uh, you know, name calling, which sometimes it does and sometimes it's necessary, I- I'm open to that. Um, but it seems like that environment isn't re- isn't really there right now. And I feel like um, I, I, the people I'm able to have a conversation with is becoming smaller and smaller. So I just prefer not to have the conversation at all. Not that I'm willing to, ha- I, not that I'm even the one who's, who's needing to have a conversation. Uh, but somebody needs to. Otherwise, it's just this is just going to be it's going to be me on this format, essentially just talking to myself. Um, do red flag laws concern me? Yeah, absolutely. If somebody doesn't like what I say, they can report me, and then possibly the next thing you know, I have, uh, you know, a mental health record with uh, the federal government, and the ATF is kicking down my door and shooting my dog. And at that point, it's fucking warfare, um, because that's, you know, that's like that hurts my chest just to even think about. So, um. My thoughts about government credibility and everything they've done over the past few years and everything that's come to light, uh, I'm completely checked out. I believe nothing they say. They're just it's a sh- it's a ship full of liars and fucking thieves and um, they're asleep at the wheel. And I'm grateful that I can still afford food, I can still afford gas, I can still afford to live the life that I want to live. But I would much prefer I would much prefer um, for us to be more responsible and take care of things ourselves than to having to rely on the government who's constantly lying on us and shipping our hard-earned money overseas. I don't, But it'll take a very long time to, to uh, turn this ship around, and I'm not sure necessarily we can, can. I'm not sure we can necessarily shed our skin. I'm more along the lines of this is going to collapse and at the end of the day, we'll be the ones, uh, us people on my level that are going to pay for it because we always do. So, um, in the meantime, we're just over an hour. I hope you took away some understanding of that final rant. Um, you can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm, facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. You can find me on Minds. You can find me on Gab AI. You can also find me on Wisdom. I just signed up for there. I'm not sure I'll do much on there, but I'm on there. So email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. You can also go to my website, positive sarcasm.com for any other information there. Um, questions, concerns, comments, you guys know where to find me in the meantime. Thank you for listening. Ooh, somebody wants to go outside in the meantime. Thank you for listening, watching and subscribing. And I'll talk to you all next week recorded here from the spare parts studio. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. (laughs) 